And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Notes, the Utah Jazz Podcast. I'm Dave DeFore, and of course, our Utah Jazz beat writer, Tony Jones. What's up, buddy? It's a good day. Yes, it is a good day. It's a good day. It's a good day. It's January 20th. We're recording this on Wednesday, January 20th. It is indeed a good day, and let's just very, leave it at that, Tony. Day. Let's just leave it at that. Like ice, ice cube portion. That's right. Speaking of good, man, uh, the Jazz had a good week since we last spoke. They went 3-0, and uh, proving their haters, in, uh, us included, wrong by beating the Denver Nuggets. And, Tony, um, I, I got to say, they they have to be pretty happy with how they look right now. They, they're tied for the second-best record in the league. That's a great start for them. Okay, so in, like, the last six games, they've had, like, historically the best offense in the in NBA history. Yeah. Is that sustainable? No, okay. definitely not. But, but the defense but is. That's the absolutely. good point. That's the, that is the good part. The defense is sustainable. How they beat Denver on Sunday night, which was – Okay, we're turning the ball over like crazy. Denver's bludgeoning, bludgeoning us on the boards, um, and we're not really making shots at, at at the clip that we want. But we just went out and got stop after stop after stop after stop after stop. And if you're a Jazz fan, you have got to be ecstatic with the way you won that game because you did not win that game by you know making twenty seven three pointers. You won that game by uh, buckling up and finding a way to get defensive stops on pretty much every possession that you needed a defensive stop. I mean, and the Nuggets are hard to stop. It's, it's one of the better offensive teams in the league, and I, I thought that they did a pretty good job of shutting them down down the stretch. Yeah, and they, you know, uh, Donovan Mitchell had two points in the first half, uh, finished with 18, took over down a stretch. Second game this year where you know, a really, really good defender, in this case, Gary Harris, did really well on him, and he figured it out by the fourth quarter. So if you're a Jazz fan, you got to love that. You got to like that. And you got to love that the fact that the Jazz figured out a way to stop Jamal Murray for a half, you know, and Jokic dropped 35, but at this point, I'm convinced that Jokic is a top 10 player. Oh, man. I mean, he might be a top five. Yeah, he's at least a top 10 player at this (laughs) point. (laughs) See, I find it's easier to just say a tier and like he's a tier one player up there with LeBron and uh, Giannis and Anthony Davis and, you know, Luca and, and. James Harden and Kevin Durant, that level. He is that level of player. And so he's going to get his. But what they did such a great job of is stopping everybody else. And that's what you have to do against Denver. So Jokic had 35. Jamal Murray had 30. But that 30 is window dressing because 24 came in the first half. And Mm -hmm. five of the six in the second half came pretty much after the game was over. But no other Denver Nugget dropped double figures. You know, like you said, Dave, Murray and Jokic got theirs. But... Uh, the Jazz shut every, everybody else's water off. So the fact that 
you know, Will Barton didn't score 17 or Gary Harris didn't drop 12 or 13 or Paul Millsap didn't drop 12 or 13 or, you know, Monte Morris off the bench didn't do what he usually does off the bench. Uh, that was huge. And that 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 allowed Jazz to score just enough to figure out a way to win the game. So they've got the number eight offense and the number six defense. Now that's big time. That's big time. They also have the number four point differential as of Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. They've got the longest winning streak in the league, which is six as as of Wednesday. And on Tuesday, what they did against uh, New Orleans, it was like that trade of a good team, which is you could tread water for two or three quarters, but then it's that, yep. that 12 minutes where you just kind of run away with the game. And that's what they did in the third quarter. Like the first half was basically even. And then in the third quarter, the Jazz said, okay, we're going to buckle down on both ends of the floor. And, you know, that turned the game into a blowout. The Jazz are displaying several signs that they are a really, really, really good basketball team. And they're winning games in different ways. I'm not ready to proclaim them yet, but I am definitely ready to say that they have a chance. The offense has some spurtability that it just didn't have before. And I think that now that their defense has has kind of sorted itself out from last season, this is a different team, man. This is what I expected them to look like right out of the gate. You know, it took them a couple weeks to kind of find their footing, but they can score with anybody. And now we know like they can defend anybody and the funny thing is and here's the misnomer the numbers say that this team is is reliant on making threes but when you watch this team i think that they're unique and they're unique in this manner which is they can obviously they can really heat up and really just kill you from the three-point line but they're also capable of putting a lot of pressure on the rim and they also have two or three guys that are really good in mid-range so they can score in different ways. And then on the other end, they're getting stops. And they did well on Giannis Antetokounmpo. They did well on Jamal Murray. And they did really well on Tuesday night against Brandon Ingram. That game was interesting because, you know, I didn't think Mike Conley looked all that great. I mean, he definitely didn't didn't produce at a high level. But he was still out there making plays for other guys. And that's, that's that thing that they brought him in for. See, as a point guard, I thought Mike Conley played great. Well, right, right. But I mean, like, compared to how he had been producing. Well, maybe, maybe compared to how yeah. he'd been producing offensively. But I thought, they, mm-hmm. he, I thought his floor game was great. So he had 10 assists. But I would say taking away the 10 assists, I think you look at how the offense is running when he's on the floor. When he is on the floor right now, the Jazz offense is getting a good shot pretty much every time off the floor just because he's on the floor, uh, getting guys uh, in the right spots. And last night, I believe he had the, the highest plus minus of anybody. He was plus 26 in that game. Yes. And plus minus is a very, very flawed stat. But the plus minuses that, that Mike Conley has put, been putting up lately, they've been really earned. Like you can tell the reason why, you know, the Jazz are playing so well when he's on the floor. The offense just looks differently. He's mastered the offense. I think that he's mastered what his teammates' needs are, what his different team teammates' needs are. You know, the Jazz are just such an efficient unit when he's on the floor. And I think that that's something that, that has to be said. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. How do you feel about Donovan Mitchell late game, man? He seems to have brought some of that juice from the bubble into this season. The, the stuff that people were in the first week saying, oh, okay, so that was fake. It's coming out now. He played his most efficient game of the year last night. 9 of 15 from the floor, 28 points. He usually plays really well against the Pelicans, but he did it against Eric Bledsoe, who's you know one of the best defenders in the league to me especially as a guard. You know, we mentioned his close against Denver. That was really good. We mentioned his close against Oklahoma City. That was really good. He's had seven of eight games where he shot well, where he's played extremely well. And the eighth game, which was Denver, uh, he closed the game out. The offense is not running as well on the floor, as well with him on the floor as, as it is with Mike Conley. Well, I should say the offense with him as the point. Right. Is not run, running as well as when Mike Conley is at the point. But he's definitely gone back to being, you know, that dynamic presence to where he's making shots, he's making plays for himself, and he's making plays for others. Uh, he had a couple of insane plays against the Pelicans. That passed to Boyan Bogdanovich. Oh, my God. That was one of the passes of the year. And his catch and shoot at this point is insane. He's one of the best five catch and shoot players statistically. Wait, uh, shooting thirty-eight and a half percent overall from three on almost nine attempts a game. I mean, he he is in some rarefied air as far as that sort of volume, and, and especially given how much of that is coming off the dribble, he's having a fantastic season shooting the basketball. Yeah. So where would you put Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell in in the term of backcourts right now? Oh, I don't. That's a good question, man. I don't know if I can if I can answer it right off the top of my head, but they're I don't know top. Four for sure, maybe even top three. Now that CJ McCollum's out, you know you you drop. Well, let's include CJ and Dame. Let's not drop Portland. Let's okay. let's include so CJ and Dame. CJ and Dame are are what one or one, two? One or two. Well, Kyrie and James Harden theoretically might be you know in that group. We haven't seen it yet. I don't know. Mike Conley and, and Donovan Mitchell, they might be two. They might be right behind Dame and, and CJ, just off the top of my head. I would not put them two. I would put Who would you have two? I haven't thought about this question outside of when you just asked me. Kyrie and James Harden and Dame and CJ got to be one and two. Whatever. Okay, yeah, but Kyrie and James, we need to see. So where would you put Beal and Westbrook? <laughs> I mean, Beal is great. I am putting Westbrook on any list with uh, top anything. Oh, stop it. You're not putting it. Yeah. I, listen, I watched too much Washington Wizards basketball to put Russell Westbrook in a, in a top five backcourt for sure. Miami's backcourt might be higher. Oh, you're hating right now. <laughs> that like that's that's just I, but, pure unadulterated hate right now. Listen, Russell Westbrook just isn't isn't the same player he used to be. Uh, but back to to Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley. They got to be um, top five, I, right? Like they got to be. Oh five. no, no, they're they're for sure top five. And I would say of duos that we've seen, I, I'd probably put them right behind CJ and Dame this season. Yeah, they they've been and it's, in, you know Steph Curry and whatever guards on the court with them, or LeBron or whatever guards on the court. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. We could make this argument all day. Uh, Luca and Josh Richardson, I'd like to see more of, but I I think that could be a pretty. Uh, Pretty good backcourt, I even though he's kind just of a the, the whole thing is that Mike and, and Donovan have been just absolutely phenomenal this year. Mm -hmm. As They've a backcourt. Awesome.
They've been really dangerous, and I think they've figured out a way to uh, mesh their skill set together to the point where they're complementing each other. Their skill sets are complementing each other instead of their skill sets getting way getting in the way of each other. And the way that Quinn Snyder is staggering them, um, it's putting one of those guys on the floor for 48 minutes. It's working. It's working. They always have someone that can create a look for somebody. And and this is, you know, again, when they brought in Mike Conley, when they brought in Bogdanovich, this was what I thought we were going to get last season. Now, obviously, in the bubble, you know, they didn't have Bogdanovich and Conley struggled out of the gate quite a bit uh, last year. But this is what I expected to see at the start of last year. I thought it was going to be so smooth because of the caliber of player of Boyan Bogdanovich and Mike Conley. But it's it's interesting, and it took them a little while to kind of build this chemistry up. It looks good right now. I mean, 14 games into the season, which, you know, not exactly – we're kind of out of small sample size theater. I, I said I was going to give everybody about 20 games before I started making determinations about how I felt about the team. I feel really good about the Jazz. I hate to tell, tell you that, Tony. I think that it's clear that they're one of the top three teams in the Western Conference. Now the question is – can they stay there? And the question is, can they expand upon that? And the question is, you know, I think more than the LA teams, they need one of those top seeds. I wouldn't disagree with you there. They need home court advantage. Yeah, get people coming to them. I agree with you. I, I think they need to be in the top four, for sure. Yeah. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go ahead and uh, look ahead to the next week and recap the last few games and our, look at our picks. We both chose the same, uh, chose them to beat Atlanta, to to lose to the Nuggets, and to beat the Pelicans. And, and so we went 2-1. and one. That makes I'm me over nine. Five hundred. That's right. I am now nine and four. I am now seven and, and six. You are now seven and six. I see. I'm glad that you're uh, that you're keeping track of this too. Listen, man, um, we got to be competitive with this. That's right. That's right. We're doing okay. Listen, I think. why um, you know? Are we putting a steak dinner on this? Yes, we put a steak dinner on it that you would are trying to to pass on to you know, somebody else. <laughs> right to Eric Walden. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eric, here's okay. your steak dinner. <laughs> Dave so, <got> you. <laughs> all right, so let's look ahead. All right, so they got the Pelicans again. Uh, uh, one of those those interesting 
you know, back-to-backs with the same opponents, but not back-to-back days. So two games in three nights. I thought that they looked great, especially late against the Pelicans. I think that they'll go bell-to-bell in this one. I have them beating the Pelicans in their second game. So you think you're going bell-to-bell as in they're just going to... I think they're going to come out, come out of the gate, take a lead, and keep it the entire time. I think the Pelicans are going to play a much better game than they played on Tuesday night. And I still think the Jazz are going to beat them because I think that their margin for error against this Pelicans team is pretty big. All right. They got they got Golden State on Saturday. All right. And now the Warriors, I don't know if you've seen them. Warriors are pretty feisty now. Beat the Lakers. I think that's a tough matchup for the Jazz because obviously the Stephen Curry component, but the Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre component, which is big, long defensive wings and athleticism, and they're really good defensively. I think that's a tough game for the Jazz. So who are you picking? I'm going to I'm going to pick Golden State. Me too. I, I think the Warriors are going to win that game for the exact same reason. It's it's a tough matchup. They struggle with Steph Curry, and honestly, the the Warriors are playing pretty pretty decent basketball right now. They're actually lights out defensively. Like that is oh my a really God, good yeah. defense, team defensively. Underreported story is how good that defense has been with. Draymond Green and who else, right? Like, it's just Draymond coaching on the floor. Right. Wiggins, Oubre, Bazemore, and Wanamaker off the bench. I mean, they just really defend really well. Mm-hmm. That is a really good defensive team. Yep. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. We're going to see how real this offense is. Uh, then they got, Tony, they got your Knicks on Tuesday. I'm probably going to go ahead and pick the Jazz. Yeah, I think the Jazz win this game. Um, the, look, the Knicks, the Knicks are a fun story. They're a fun team. But the Jazz are, are really... I think they're clicking right now. And the Knicks are the type of team that when things are going great for the Jazz, they should be able to roll right over. It'll be like probably like the Atlanta game. Oh, we don't want to wade into the Dallas series, do we? Um, let's do it just in case. Just we you know, sometimes we record on Wednesdays, sometimes we record on Thursdays. Let's let's talk about Dallas briefly because Dallas is another team that has some interesting stuff going on. Um that you know, they've they've obviously had a, Missed a lot of players recently with the COVID protocols. One would guess that by next Wednesday for this game, they would be back to at least not full strength because I'm certain sure they have some injuries, but at least everyone will be out of the health and health and safety protocols. Uh, but they're still playing decent basketball, even down all those guys. So I'm extremely high on Dallas for the rest of the season once they get back to health, have a chance to integrate some of these new pieces. Porzingis is now back. I think the Dallas game, I mean, I have it as a toss-up. Uh, I'm probably leaning Dallas on that. Um, I actually think that Dallas is a good matchup for the Jazz because, you know, there are places that the, that the Jazz can pick on. You know, they can pick on Luka defensively. They can pick on Willie Cauley-Stein defensively. I disagree with picking on uh, Luka defensively. Disagree with it completely. Luka's defense has been really, really good. And I don't know who he would guard. I'm assuming he would guard Boyan. Or Joe Ingles? I think I think Luca's up for that matchup. Well, if you put him on Boyan or Joe Ingles, that's one thing. But if you put him on Conley or Donovan Mitchell, that's quite another. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that. He's got to guard his position. Well, his position is point guard. Yeah, but you know, not defensively. Okay, so then that means the guy's six eight. Putting, he's six eight two forty. So you're putting Josh Richardson on on Donovan Mitchell. Who are you putting on? Donovan? Probably if he's healthy. Yeah, and then you know, either you're either gonna have Dorian Finney-Smith if he's back, or or maybe. Tim Hardaway Jr. You would put DF, DFS on Donovan and you would put Josh Richardson on Conley. Probably. 
Yeah, okay, that's those are good matchups. I think they they match up pretty well. I, I think that it, uh, this is going to be a big Gobert game because yeah. Gobert need, he has, he's going to need to dominate that matchup on both ends. I think. Yeah, although you know Donovan's going to score. You're not going to put Gobert on stops. You're going to put Gobert on WCS, and you're probably going to put Royce. Well, so this is the thing, though. If if Maxi Kleba is back and he's in the starting lineup, now all of a sudden you got two bigs stretching the floor. Then that you means make Gobert has to guard stops. Mm-hmm. He's got to abuse them on the other end. So again, I, I lean Dallas in this. I think that this is a closer matchup when everybody's at full health. Like this would be a really fun playoff series to watch because of their completely different styles of play. And I think that you could. You could really, really have a fun six or seven game playoff series. Well, I think if the Jazz figure out a way to get a two or three seed, I think that what you're going to see is Dallas get to four seed and or Denver get to four seed and Dallas get to five seed. I think you're going to see Dallas and Denver in that four or five. Well, that's the matchup everybody wants for, uh, you know, marketing purposes. You think? Yeah, absolutely. It'd be huge. I mean, it, it'll do huge numbers in Europe, I guess. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that would do huge numbers in Europe. Yeah, but um, uh, who, who's your pick? You're picking Mavs or Jazz? I'm picking Jazz. Okay. I think that you can very well have a uh, a split in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's well two games. Again, I'm I'm nine and four, Tony. I'm just just throwing this out there. I'm nine and four. You got a chance to pick up some ground here because we did not pick the same this week. You know what? Let, let's let's table the Dallas official pick. Until next okay. Week. All right. You know what? That's fair. We'll we'll record next Wednesday before the game, and and we'll do it that way. Then we're not married to it in case there's some you know some interesting or odd things with the roster. All right. That's gonna do it for this week. Uh, come back next week when we can see that I increase my lead in our season head-to-head series here over Tony Jones. I'm Dave DeFore. That was Tony Jones. This was Game Notes, and we'll talk to you guys next week. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.